Rigged. 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 System for mobile and financial. This is Rigged. I'm Terry Saka. Today I'm going to make an attempt to explain uh, why it is that, and we all know the words inflation, but why it is that our buying power is depleting and why we are dealing with uh, excessive prices and fuel and food and rent and and going forward, why it's going to be unbelievably worse. Um, but the technical aspect of it isn't so much to understand the technical, but it does give you a lot of confidence in knowing what they're getting ready to do. And I contend this is all not just typical economic cycle, but that this is also part of a, a slash part of it to get through this pandemic that came down the pipeline. And then the other part was to help usher in uh, a couple of things fold the great reset that's trying to be done out of Europe, as well as a, you know, total Marxist socialist overthrow in the United States. Um, there's a there's a lot of what's being done right now, Cloward Piven, and just whole other, you know, rows of philosophy that is truly designed to bring the chaos in and then blow through all this money to the cronies uh, in the middle of that, um, creating this chaos, which then makes us more dependent on government. Um, but where a lot of this begins is because the federal, now, this is unbelievable. And there's something called the repo market. And basically the repo market is where financial institutions like banks go to overnight and the Fed is kind of like the referee and they go overnight and they borrow money from each other overnight. And then right before the pandemic hit, uh, the banking system was in a, a total chaos. I mean, due to tunes of hundreds and hundreds of billions, there was no cash at all. And the system was in really deep trouble. As a matter of fact, the banking system, in my contention, was on the precipice of imploding. And then miraculously, this virus shows up in, in November, December. So I'm not really saying that those are linked, but my guess is it wouldn't surprise me. Because once the pandemic came, you know, hit and the who with the coordinated effort that they had on massive global lockdowns and they went into this full blown, you know, forthright tyrannical um, behavior, even though the death numbers never matched up to that. This is the weakest uh, you know, pandemic that they've ever declared a pandemic. It's almost embarrassing to call it a pandemic when you look at history of pandemics. And then when you really break out the real death numbers, the CDC itself said it's probably 10 to maybe 13,000 actually died from the COVID. The whole thing, in my idea, is a big old fast setup for something real grand. I think it's deeply luciferianly um, controlling. I think it's very dark. I'm not saying everyone involved is that dark. Uh, I think a lot of them are just being used and doing it. Uh, but there's a huge, huge dark wave uh, that is going over our world. And that dark wave is uh, what I think is ushering in things that we may not want. And I do believe it's not exactly, you know, well, I personally believe that's not a guaranteed victory. I don't think it's a guaranteed victory that they're, the global elite are going to have their way, that we are going to usher in a, a Chinese communist, um, you know, S Stalinist kind of Stasi type of uh, government, central government control. I'm not exactly sure that goes over well in America. We are individual states at the end of the day. A state can just um, tell the government, take a hike. We don't want your money. 
I know they came out to, you know, Bukera or whatever his name is. I have no respect for any of them. But uh, the HHS, Human Health and Services uh, guy, he comes out and he says, absolutely, it's the government's uh, right to know who's vaccinated, who's not. And the way he used it is, well, we've spent trillions of dollars to save the American people. We have a right to know who wants to get it, who's getting vaccinated, who's not. Um, number one, sir, we didn't ask you to spend the trillions of dollars. And I think if you didn't, uh, the global elite didn't try to pull off the scam of a century by making us think that this was something more than it wasn't, that this is really a flu virus. Yeah, with a little gnarly spike protein added. But if you really back out all of the deaths, you'll realize there really was only a few hundred thousand more globally than the average annual year influenza pneumonia i mean all of a sudden miraculously all that disappeared and so i personally think this thing was a big old orchestrated subconscious to conscious level to really take down the system so all due respect we didn't ask for your money and i don't want to tell you or it's nobody's business what my medical condition is this is not a state of emergency it never was a state of emergency it never was. We had an emergency hospital ship off of New York, and yet it didn't need it. It didn't get filled at all. As a matter of fact, New York wouldn't even been a real big death number if they didn't stick the sick into the nursing homes. That seems to be the biggest death count there was. And considering this was supposed to be a gnarly virus, I guess it didn't do a really good job. Because most of the homeless in L.A. and New York and all around the country, they didn't get pandemic and die. As a matter of fact, most of the deaths are contributed to some other morbidities. So we didn't ask for it. And at the end of the day, you can take a hike on who needs to know what, because we didn't ask you for it. And we are individual states. And so far, I believe individual sovereign uh, people were supposed to be free people anyway, right? We didn't ask for the centralized government. We have state-ran government controlled by the Constitution, and that's it. So here the Federal Reserve comes out, and they get into the repo market. It spiked $756 billion. That's a, that is so, so much money. It was undoing six months of quantitative easing and money printing into the stock market because they're doing it in a reverse repo. So they're trying to take cash out of the system. They put in trillions to do this. Now, the total quantitative easing, meaning money printing, bailouts, you name it, uh, pushed assets past eight trillion dollars think about that eight trillion we can't even conceptualize how much a trillion is let alone eight and when you throw a trillion around like it's nothing that is when you should be concerned you see the fed sold the record 756 billion in treasury securities basically ious meaning we need some cash or we want to take the cash out of the system but ak we really need to spend the money that's what's going on in the big government right now is they're getting sloshed with with unbelievable money going into everything from probably why mice um, stay up at night to um, you know really truly helping somebody. But they're selling debt notes, IOUs, and they're doing it in the overnight. They're reversing it, meaning they're taking cash out of the banks. The banks are sitting in trillions in cash and they want to take it out. So they're selling treasuries, not that they don't have to pay those back, but they're selling treasuries right now to get the cash out of the system because then the banks would be squeezed to lend it. 
And if the cash that's in the banking system gets into the economy, which it was supposed to, you could imagine with the inflation we see right now on rent and food and housing and just about everything, you know that. I mean, inflation is extraordinarily high. So they're trying to get the cash out of the system so we don't burn up, but it's too late. You see, we're already massive, massive in debt, mega, 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 mega trillions in obligation up to a hundred trillion. Basically, the system's over. Foreign countries are no longer really buying our debt. So we're now doing this funny math of sloshing currency that we're printing. So we're printing up currency, monetizing the debt, making it real diluting our we the people's buying power so therefore things cost more bread and food is more expensive rent is more expensive housing is more expensive because they're printing and monetizing all this stuff all this money it's not money it's currency but it was up a stunning 45% from yesterday's operations of 500 billion in issuance now I know this sounds kind of technical, but it's not. What I'm really getting at is the amount of money that they have to print, swap, print and swap and swap back is unbelievable. Basically, we're diluting our worth and our value. And you think we have inflation now. Oh, boy. Wait till we see what's coming. You see, even as if the Fed, well, they were, they've been busy. And this is where it gets confusing. That's why you can't listen to mainstream. They've been busy, and they'll tell you this part, right? That they're draining cash from the system. But at the same time, they continue to add cash via quantitative easing. So they're printing up fake treasury notes, fake money, selling it to the market, turning around, taking the cash, giving the, they're swapping it around. It's, and we are in deep trouble when it comes to debt, I'll tell you. But the total, the balance sheet for the week was unbelievable because when you when you see the numbers of what they took out of the system, where some people may think that's a good idea, keep inflation from exploding to hyperinflation. When you see that, that's one thing. But then you turn around and realize they're putting money back into the system because it's all shell game. So for the week, instead of a big number that they took out, there was a net total added to the system of $112 billion just for the week. So you just put it in context over the 15 months since the money printing craziness started during this pandemic last year, the Fed has piled an additional $3.75 trillion in assets on top of its existing mountain of debt, which is now close to $8 trillion. Now, this is when the repo market really got in and and blew the trigger on massive bailouts. Remember all the bailouts we've been doing. And in the last $1.9 trillion, that wasn't very good. Not a good idea anyway. So the federal government issues about $3 trillion in new debt to fund the various stimulus and bailout programs. And they're going at it again. Now, they're trying to raise revenue, but they're not going to get it. Or it'd be a really bad idea considering the economy's on the verge of collapsing, even though it should be booming. They're monetizing this new debt, meaning diluting your buying power, meaning what you have isn't worth the same. 
So if you're sitting on a hundred dollar bill, it's probably worth like 90 and 85 and, and so forth because your buying power isn't going as far. The food is more expensive and everything is becoming more expensive. I mean, look at gas prices. They've exploded since Mr. Biden has taken charge of the of the White House. When they monetize its problems, you see, because the government didn't actually spend what they did is they issued debt and they had three trillion dollars in the bank account. But they never spent it. It's called a Treasury General account. And it got up to about $1.8 trillion in borrowed and unspent money. So now what they're doing is saying, hey, let's start spending some of this balance sheet. And in the meantime, we'll take debt off the other end. It's just a shell game. You see, the Treasury Department draws down on their balance by spending more cash than it takes in through tax revenue and issuing more bonds. This is AK why they're doing the programs, why they're spending so much money at government levels. The cash that the government spends was already monetized by the Fed last spring, diluting your buying power, causing the inflation, making everything more expensive. But it was sitting on the cash and, and it started flooding the land with it. And that was just the beginning. Wait until they start an infrastructure project. The rapid drawdown, though, of that savings account for the Fed contributed to the distortions that they're now trying to mop up its mess. But the problem is, is they're mopping up the mess. They're issuing more. So each week it's net gain. You see, so this is the technical reason of what's going on. Basically, we are printing money, selling it in form of treasuries that the foreigners are no longer buying because they know we're trashing the dollar. And then we're turning around, buying back, swapping, and using the cash in the banking system. I mean, it's a mess. And we think that we have inflation now. You think your buying power and your, your standard of living is, is awkward now? Wait until they continue. This was supposed to be a permanent lockdown. This was supposed to drive us into submission to a central authority. That's why they're talking the way they are about vaccine. That's why they're talking the way they are about control and national police force. They're trying to take it central, but we're not. We are United States of America, and we could just tell the Fed to take a hike. Well, from where I'm from, I hope we can do without their money. We'll raise our own funds. But this is a real issue, folks, but it's why. So the bigger context to take away from this is bottom line is, what you're saving going forward is not sustaining. And if you're making money in the marketplace, you're really probably not compared to the percentage of loss in the inflation on the printed currency and what you're holding. So you may see 250000 but it's not worth it because goods and services are going to be that much more expensive year over year. I contend they're trying to crash the system within the next two years to three years and usher in a digital central bank digital currency. We've got to stop that from happening. We need to keep our freedom and more important, protect the assets that you've been entrusted with. Tangible assets like gold and silver are absolutely vital. So I hope this was really informative on showing you why this dilution is taking place. But if you could visualize the amount of money they're printing and how they're moving it around, you'll understand why things are going to be more expensive in the future and why you better protect your assets the right way. Because if you do, you come out on the other end of the, of the wealth transfer instead of it going away from you 
It will come to you. So until next week, God bless each and every one of you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888 747-3309 747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com